The voluntary reaction is a safe space where known dullards gather to drink from the keg of glory or drown in the pool of despair. All opinions, takes, questions, criticisms, and insults cannot and will not be held against a speaker after a 24-hour cooling-off period. Please listen accordingly. All right, let's get Davey and Baron here and get started. Uh, you know, disappointing loss, but entirely predictable. Um, this team's just inconsistent. It continues. Um, probably should have seen it coming, but it um, it is what it is at, at this point. Just um, you, you don't know what to expect from them one day to the next, and uh, bit them pretty hard today. Davey, your thoughts? Yeah, it was one of those things to where we've been harping consistency all year long to where on Wednesday night, you knock off the number one team in the country, you control the game, everything is set up to where it's a veteran-led team and they are making sure they are doing what they need to do. Then Saturday rolls around, team doesn't show up for the first half. Unlike Tennessee, we'll show up for you and at least be here. Uh, But they fought back in the second half and it was kind of like Missouri. It's like if you all don't fucking suck in the first half and at least try to do something – you're going to win the game and it it's uh it's frustrating I, I think i'll have to double check but this is the first time i believe cal has swept barnes so um had some kentucky fans harping yeah, about that true. so uh, it only took quote unquote big brothers they call themselves eight years to do it uh for a, a football school so congrats to them but i'm, I'm not going to be upset with the fact that we lost it i'm upset with the fact that we didn't show up to play that's the bigger issue for me and we know that whenever we get into the tournament if you do this you're going home uh but for kentucky fans congrats this game might actually get you into the tournament so kudos for that yeah it's um i mean it's it's how this season's gonna end they're gonna they're gonna have a a game just like this and we've seen it coming for a while now and you keep hoping that Maybe they'll snap out of it and, and peak, but at some point you just have to accept that they are what they are. And Bear, it, I mean, it's just an inconsistent team. They'll, they'll probably have another nice win or two uh, left in them here down the stretch, but um, I don't think this will be the last stinker they'll show either at this point. Oh, no. I, I think our season will more than likely end. Um, I just feel like it'll it'll end with a day much like today. So this could quite possibly be the most frustrating um, Tennessee basketball team of the modern era, what I call our, you know, 2000 to now past 20, almost 25 years. It's maddening. So, um, you know, we did. I think people, I think people are over it though, man. It's funny. Like I don't sense and we'll see, we'll take the temperature of the fan base here, but I, I think that people kind of expected this. I don't think people are surprised. I think they're frustrated. It was a frustrating game to watch, obviously. But once they came out shooting cold, you're like, yeah, I mean, we've, we've seen this before and uh, starting to expect it at this point. Yeah, I guess the, the bad part was, you know, we closed it and had that big run open the second half, which I didn't see the first 10 points of it. And then we got it close. And I guess Ziegler picked up that fourth foul and then he went out for an extended amount of time and, um, the decision to, you know, with some of the lineups, if, if those, if the bigs can't make layups, um, you know, 
I mean, you don't have a point guard at that point. Ziegler's on the bench, and it just all seems to fall apart. So, I like uh, Vescovy going for seventeen, and then all in the second uh, half. All in like the first ten yeah. minutes of the second half, he does. He doesn't. He he has seventeen points in like the first ten minutes, and then he doesn't attempt a field goal for six minutes. We just decide to start pounding the ball inside for some. I reason. wonder if that's during the time where that chunk of time where Ziegler was on the bench. And Vescovi suddenly having to run point. No. Um, I mean, maybe towards the tail end, but the big thing was, I mean, Vescovi was taking him off the dribble. He had Cason Wallace on him. He got to the basket several times, created his own shots. Now his threes, he, weren't, he wasn't creating them by himself, but he managed to just take over offensively. And they, whenever they said, all right, we're going to make sure we, we finally shut him down. Uh, he wasn't able to really hunt for a shot. And, and then I think Ziegler ended up coming back, but if you don't have Vescovy, that game's even worse than oh hell up it was. I was already glancing at the but, box score. If if Meshack and Vescovy don't show up today, you're looking at an all time beatdown in there. How are we this bad at free throws too? Like I mean, I just ah! it's like out of all the out of all the frustrating all out of all the many frustrating things about this team, that is by far the most maddening. Is that they just are so bad from the free throw line. I mean, Bar- Barnes teams were always, I mean, that was one of the things that, hell, how many, how many damn big games have we won at the free throw line during the Barnes era? It's just, it's, this whole season's odd. It's just very odd. We were four of 14 from the line today. That's 28.6%. <laughs> Jesus, God. And knowing they're the premium up there, man. If you're playing in Rupp, and the Rupperies showed up today for sure. I- Vescovy. With with Vescovy going for seventeen, call me crazy, but I would rather have less output. I I would take fourteen from him with seven in each half over seventeen in one half. Like to me, that it's just another microcosm of this team. They're inconsistent, man. You can't win playing that way. Key disappeared again. He's Key's oh five today. So uh, I guess. Bro. After his outburst against Mizzou, since then he is one of fourteen from the field. Our bench got his three points. Yeah. All right, let's get some fo- uh, people in here. I'm not doing this very long today, folks. It is a beautiful day outside here in Knoxville, and everybody in here voluntarily chose to watch that garbage today. So uh, perhaps the joke's on us. We'll start with Justin. What's up? Justin? Oh man, just uh. Got done watching that shit show. Someone way to describe it, it's a shit show, right, Russ? Yeah, I mean it's we've been watching it all year, and you know you got A and M on the road. I don't think we're going to beat Texas A and M down there because a they're a good team, and b it's a hostile mm-hmm. environment, and this team hasn't handled hostile environments real well this year. Um, I think they'll come back and beat South Carolina. I, I think. That's pretty much an automatic W at this point. Uh, the Texas game is kind of, or uh, Arkansas game kind of up in the air to me at this point. And I fully expect a loss at Auburn. So, you know, we, we can talk about how bad Kentucky is, but we've got the same record in conference play and they've beaten us twice. Uh, Arkansas so is kind of similar to us. It's like they win a game, then they have a You, you can talk loss. about the rankings and the analytics and all this stuff till you're blue in the face, but Kentucky's a better basketball team than mm-hmm. Tennessee. They showed it on the court twice. And, and, and a better coach, too. I was going to write and say it. Better coach. I tell you what, he, he really pissed me off there in the second half, Barnes did. 
He said, yeah, did y'all see him just like chewing Key's ass out? Yeah, but I don't blame him because Key completely shit his pants right before that time got called and gave up a backdoor cut dunk to, I think, Toppin. Well, well yeah, there's one he guy who could fix that situation with him out there. Just, just put his ass on the bench. Put B.J. Edwards out there. I, 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 BJ, BJ is basically behind a, a piece of glass right now. It's don't break in case, in, in, unless in case of emergency. And we've seen him twice, and he's looked fine both times. But, like, I mean, at this point, you have five games left in the season. How much can we expect to develop him? It's just it's dumb. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, not it's, smart. I mean, look, I, I, Bear was right on I mean, it's a hit. I mean, I, I, you know, he's got to be better than what so, Yeah. Hell, we've got what three top one hundred players on that bench for us. Yep. And, and how many? How many? How many minutes have they played all year? Well, DJ Jefferson's redshirt. He's played none. Uh, Freddie buckets was a midterm enrollee. None. And BJ, I bet he's up near. He's got to be closing in on fifty minutes now. For yeah. That's that's ridiculous. I mean, that is just uh, that's just that's coaching malpractice right there. No other way to put it. I mean, because what we got out there right now ain't working. It sucks. I mean, this team. I mean, I, like I've told you before, this team ain't got no dog on the team. There ain't there ain't nobody with a set on them on this bunch. The I mean, Euros tries to act like a tough guy, but he ain't shit. He let that little pussy, the Shibway, just bully him around today. I mean, I, I'm just disgusted by the whole thing, and we're probably not going to make. I mean, you know, we'll be lucky to make the second round with this shit. It's 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 horrible. And Barnes at this point, she's, he's just collecting a check, guys. He's just collecting a check. That's I disagree all he's with that. I, I disagree with that. I understand we're frustrated, and that there are big problems with how this team operates but i mean the way this team is is playing as of late i i don't my biggest thing is i don't know why they don't get up for some of these games now if you want to put that on barnes i i agree that's like it's on you as a coach to make sure your team's ready to play but i mean he's still out there coaching them like you've seen him out there getting in their face now i might i, I might not agree with his rotations at time or how he's kind of set up this offense but he's at least trying to get something out of his players when he's there. But as far as them coming out of the gate, playing at a high level, that's something we've lacked um, for a majority of this season. Well, well, I mean, and if they can't get up for playing for Kentucky, then hell, they just, what the hell are they there for? It's Tennessee, it's Kentucky. You, you got to come out with your hair on fire for that game, right? I mean, that's just that's just my opinion. I'm I'm over him. I'll, I'm, I'm kind of counting down the days that he retires and, you know, Banner Dan can go out there and get his guy because this, this, I mean, I'm getting tired of the second round exits and all this bullshit. And then just playing like shit against your biggest rival. You know, I saw an old friend this morning, um, Taylor, and he's, uh, he graduated from Texas and was in college at, at the tail end of the, of the Barnes years. And, I was talking to him this morning. He brought it up. He said, this is basically exactly what it was. He said he felt like this is very similar to what it was like in Austin. So, 
and, and that's, I mean, it's starting but to make sense why they parted yeah. ways with him. So, oh. Hey, guys, you know, Spurrier said famously 10 years at a place is enough. And they basically ran Steve Spurrier off, one of the greatest college football coaches of all time. And, you know, he was there for 10 years. And I, I think that's about right, man. And this is Rick Barnes' eighth year. We all know he's not getting fired or anything like that. But I just feel like, you know, that that 10 year, give or take a year or two, that's kind of it's kind of where it is. And, you know, I, I, I feel you, Justin. Like, I'm not uh, – I think the Rick Barnes era has been very good for Tennessee basketball on the whole. But I, I also understand folks like you who are who are – Ready for, uh, ready for something. Yeah, it's, it's time for a change. It's, it's old and stale. It's just time for a change of change of scenery for everybody involved. So, uh, but guys, guys, I know you probably got people wind up. I'm gonna get off. Real, hey, real quick, Russ, who you got left on 500 tomorrow? The hell, I, I had to ask. <laughs> Dick, Dick Trickle. Trickle. Okay, good deal. He he's only been dead 15 years, but good pick there. So, <laughs> guys, Harry Gann. Uh, uh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I will man, say this. You know, with all that being said, you know, we did beat number one Alabama this week. Yeah. We did get swept by Kentucky. We're still sitting at a three or four seed on the three or four seed line. And, I mean, there were – it wasn't, you know – yeah, Bards has been here for eight years, but the year before, you know, the year before that, this place was – I mean, it was, a, it was a complete dumpster fire when he walked in the door. And I – I'm not carrying water for the guy, but he, you know, I'm still willing to. I'm I'm not as far along down the path as Justin and some of the other people. I understand it, but I, I don't know, man. Well, it's just yeah, okay. We're we're on the three line, and there's lots of basketball beat to play a blob. We know how this ends. We know how this ends, and that's why, I like, I I'm not even that upset about it because yeah you beat Alabama the number one team in the country the other day and yet nobody feels nobody's super excited about this team I mean what does that say about the state of your program I don't know guys I I, I like I'm, I might be in a bad mental space right now I've seen my teams take three L's in less than 24 hours now this just keeps Tennessee baseball listless offensively last night uh, my Chelsea football club is a complete and total dumpster fire. I sat there and watched that garbage for two hours this morning, losing to a team at home that's going to get relegated. And, uh, and now this, so like I'm the, my, my sports soul, my fan's soul is, is battered and bruised and just, it's a dark place right well, now. And again, it's such a beautiful day. I, I, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? Why are we watching this nonsense? Why are we talking about it? What the hell's wrong with us? Well, so we don't burn everything down. Um, I also saw, not to kick you while you're down, a former Chelsea uh, player was unfortunately a victim of the earthquake in Turkey. Well, gee, Bear, uh, you want to tell me that uh, a beloved Vol has passed away too? Now, you want to, anything else you want to just? No. Awful, horrible news. What's that death toll up to, Bear? Meteor uh, heading oh, for the Earth. Oh, and uh, I mean, we we haven't even mentioned, uh, uh, you know, the whole Maui Ahuna thing, whatever that is. Whatever went on there. 
<laughs> if I really want to get you triggered, like Phil Leotardo. Yeah, I, I like that. We, we have a baseball transfer. He's only been on campus for like eight months, and uh, like somebody forgot to fill out a form somewhere. It's kind of what sounds like happened. Let's get Anthony in here next. What's up, Anthony? Hey, guys. What's up? We scored two points in the first eight minutes of this game. Did you already bring that up? Well, no, I mean, we didn't state the obvious, Anthony. All right, well, let's state something that hopefully is also obvious. Rick Barnes can't coach offense. I mean, it's the same problem every year. The only time we've ever had a good offense is when we've had the clear advantage in personnel, like when we had Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield and last year when we had Chandler. Just is what it is, right? No, not entirely. I mean, so that's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is our guys have had open looks all season long, and, and more often than not, their shots just don't go down. I've never seen anything like it. So, I mean, that means you need to do something else offensively, right? Like coach. Um, I, I mean, we waited until we were down 20 points today, and we finally started driving to the rim. I don't understand why we won't attack the rim like that all the time. We obviously can't shoot. I mean, Anthony, because you'll have stretches where our guys at the rim miss point-blank layups. Hell, Jonas Adu missed a damn dunk. Somehow. He rejected himself. Well, that's another thing. We got big guys at the rim that just refuse to dunk. They'll get the ball. It was like Euros and uh, Awaka one time today. They were playing, I don't know what the damn game is, where you hit the ball off the wall and you keep uh, handball. I don't know what it's called. Like, why don't we just dunk it? I don't. It's like, I don't know, we have no offensive identity. And this is not the first time that this has happened under Barnes. I feel like we've only had a good offense about three times out of eight years with Barnes. Uh, it's been more than that. We've okay, never well, seen like this win. team. Win. Name, three, name, name, name more than three years we've been good at offense under Rick Barnes. Well, definitely the years he had Bone. That's two. Uh, you know, Bone. Last, last year. And Admiral years. And, and, and That's two. Bowden. Uh, That's yeah, two. Lamonte Turner. Two. We'd have to go back and look at it. I, I don't. I've been looking at it for eight years. Chopping off, dude. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. It was a terrible loss, Anthony. I mean, I, I mean, did you, I mean, we expected it though, right? Did you not, I mean, you're not surprised. This year, by the way they played? Yeah, a little bit. Nah, we've not played good on the road all year. And I mean, we just we can't score. If we, if we want to be if we want to be optimistic, when we we didn't have two starters tonight, and I think that made a difference. I think we could have used Phillips and Triple J. I think that would have helped. I mean, we talk we talk a lot of shit about Triple J, but we don't win against Auburn without Triple J. So, I mean, some nights when you get in a rock fight, you just got to have a you got to have somewhere to go. I just don't understand why we wait until we're down 20 points. We did the same thing versus Missouri. Wait till we're down 20 points and start driving the ball to the basket. It's almost like the players are just – they just take over and they just start doing what they want to do at that point rather than staying in this tight, structured offense where we feel like at the beginning of the game we got to run perfect offense. Well, we don't have guys that can take over one-on-one. That's a problem uh, when you look at it offensively. And I'm trying to pull up the numbers whenever I'm, I'm looking at Tennessee's offenses and having a top 40 offense across Rick Barnes's tenure. I mean, we're looking at three years, as you kind of mentioned. But, I, I mean, the big thing for 
whenever you look at this is just having guys that can set you up and with our bigs, like they're just not efficient in the post. So, I mean, you could put that on the recruiting side of things, but I don't know. They just get bogged down. And I think letting them play free would be better than, than some of the ways in which yes. they constantly go through motion. But yes, I'm sure there's more to it than, than what, what Rick's wanting to do. I thought Meshack looked pretty good driving to the hole tonight. Like we haven't seen that all year. Could we not have seen that some this year? Well, hell, man. I think part of the problem is if, if like, what what good does it do to get to the free throw line when you're just going to miss them? And I, I mean, I don't think Barnes is looking at it from that perspective. But every time, like, I, I dread us knowing like we're getting into the bonus at it, the ten minute mark or something of that nature because it's just going to be situations where we're giving up uh maybe if you get the first one which we we're really good at missing the front end of a one and one so that just sets them every up. game but um anthony you got anything hey, else for us bud yeah one 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 last thing uh i didn't honestly i didn't want to call in and just start bashing barns it just sort of came out it's like a therapy session i guess but another thing that kind of really got on my nerves and it anybody with two brain cells knew all year long that we should have been playing bj edwards we were up 30 points against North Carolina A&T or something, and we're, we're still running Vescovy and Ziegler. Made no sense. And then you put the guy in at Rupp. I, I didn't think he played that bad, but I saw him coming over to the bench. I was just getting reamed by Barnes. He, the, he, like, had, some, he had some situations where, like, he, yeah, he, he, he did not play good today. And, you can, again, we can go back to giving him more opportunities, but he was a liability out there today from, from what I saw. Um Stuff. What good does screaming at him do? Some kids, I, Bear would know this more than I would. Some kids respond differently to different styles of coaching. Um, I don't know if he's one that kind of needs you in his face. Like Ziegler usually responds well when Barnes gets on him. Some kids you just need to let him like lay off a little bit. But I'm sure the frustration was bowling over for Barnes because when you're putting him in there, you're already down 15 points, about to be down 20 at the halftime whenever he, we did see the limited action from him. Well, if you're upset at how the kid's playing, Rick Barnes, then you need to look in the mirror because it's your fault he hadn't got the chance to play all year long. This is his second time playing in over a month. And you're going to yell at him? I mean, maybe you should maybe you should have thought about this, have a little bit of foresight. I don't know. I just don't feel like we have any focus. He, he don't feel like he prioritizes offense at all. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you all later. Take care, Anthony. Anthony. It's been it's been a rough go. I, I understand the frustration coming from people. We're going to keep things moving. I think Clint was up next. We're going to go ahead and add him in here. Clint, you got us. Clint, you got to unmute your mic, man. What's up, man? Before I talk about all the negative stuff everybody else talked about, uh, man, I think the I think Mayshack's game today. You know, as a side note, that was huge for him. He had some great plays going to the rack. He looked quick. He looked strong. Uh, seemed like he, I don't know. I was i was happy for the kid in the midst of being completely pissed off that we're getting our ass beat. But uh, I don't, I, uh, when, when you, when you kind of think about it, it's almost like uh, it's just, it's just hard to be a normal fan. Like, uh, I felt it before this game, felt it before the Bama game, all the games. Like, we win big games and stuff uh, since Barnes has been here during the season. But 
I just don't get it. Like, uh, I think, I think Bear was talking about it a minute ago. Like you can't, you can't put it, you can't put some of this shit on Barnes. Like, uh, you got, you got to hit a shot. Uh, and for whatever reason, man, we just have the ability to hit no shots, like no open looks, no bunnies, no layups, no wide open threes. No, like, like even those threes where it feels like, you know, balls on the ground, somebody, somebody gets it, kicks it out, swing pass. Like, Oh, this one's going in. No, we don't hit it. We never do. It feels like, uh, so it's hard to kind of lock in and be like, all right, cool. UT Kentucky game today, big game. Let's get up. It's, it's at rough. Like you just, you just kind of preparing yourself. Like, uh, I, I just don't know how we're this bad. Like you just beat the number one team. Like, it's like three or four fucking days ago. Like, how how, how are you this bad? It's the well, well, obviously you didn't have any shots falling in the first half. And then to make matters worse, you don't play defense. You give up 39 points to them. I mean, they buckled down defensively in the second. But it's just, I mean, it's kind of like that snowball effect to where they often talk about, like, sometimes um, great defense can be good offense. And we didn't have the great defense. And obviously the offense wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it. it's it's it all boils down to consistency. That's the biggest issue with this team. Um, and from the head coach down to the water boy, uh, everybody is is guilty of it. It seems like it's the most inconsistent Tennessee team I've ever seen. We've had some that were a hundred times worse than this, but at least they were consistently bad. But I've never seen a team in my life a lifetime of watching Tennessee sports, you know, that you can go from beating number one uh, to losing to Kentucky. And it, it was also like we knew it. As soon as I, I really looked at the schedule earlier in the year, and that's why that game down here early was so important. Um, but, I mean, talking about going to Rupp at the end of February, good luck. I mean, yeah, I, I, I wish I could. I wish I could say another word other than consistency, but that's what it is. Like if you're a, if you're the number twenty team in the country, I feel like everybody else knows you're going to get a number twenty team in the country performance, and hopefully a couple more threes fall that game if you're playing a top ranked team and you knock them off, or you know maybe somebody gets in foul trouble and that kind of messes you up a little bit. Not us, dude. Like we could just. We could score 150 or we could score four, it feels like. And uh, kind of, I felt like this for a few years. Uh, maybe that's where you could blame Barnes, where it's kind of it's kind of a little bit of a theme, but but hell, not really. I just don't make no sense. We got two guys with seven-foot, whatever, seven-foot, 100 wingspans that can hit layups. Sometimes they can't. You got top scorer that transferred in from whatever where key transferred from. He can't hit a three. You got the South American that can't hit a three. You got – Ziegler can't hit a three. You got five stars galore that I don't know. Half the time they look high as hell when they're playing. They're just not really there. And then the other times they come out with their ass on fire. So it's just, it's frustrating because you just want to turn it on. Maybe we win, maybe we lose, but you kind of expect to see, you know, something. And uh, you just don't, you got a number 10 by your name. You know, you just beat number one in the country. It's, College basketball, I get it. You lose some, but uh, but 
I think at one point we had like we had like ten fucking points just seven minutes ago in the first half, and I was like, yeah, I, didn't, I was like, we're not getting the twenty. I can't watch this shit. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. Oh, the first half was absolutely unwatchable. Yeah, I, um, you know, usually we do that halftime chat. I went and laid down, fell asleep. I didn't wake up till like ten minutes left to go in the game. Hashtag full disclosure here, but um, I mean, good grief, guys, that was brutal. Well, I flipped it over. Like I wasn't kidding Absolutely when I texted unwatchable. you guys. Thank you, Clint. Appreciate you, man. When I texted you guys in the group, like Let's at halftime, uh, Christopher Gabriel in here from KMJ Fresno. CG, uh, did you watch that nonsense today? Oh God! Hey, Russ, Davey, Bear, gentlemen, I, I did. You know, it's a. Uh, 58 degrees here in Central California, looking off to the east to see the Sierra Nevada range, snow-capped mountains. And I'm thinking, I've got a choice. I can get in my car and uh, drive up to the mountains, drive up to Shaver Lake. It's beautiful, clean, fresh air. Or I can watch the Tennessee Volunteers. I chose poorly. Um, <laughs> I chose poorly. I, you know, there's a uh, – Davey stole a little bit of my thunder earlier. Clint might have stolen a little bit of it. This is one of those where-do-you-begin games. I don't know if you guys remember a, a book and then a movie about 40 years ago. Uh, it was called Sybil, and it starred Sally Field. And it, it centered around a, a woman who had a personality disorder. She had multiple personalities. When I look at the Tennessee Volunteers on the basketball court, that's what I see. I see Sybil. On Wednesday, they, uh, they were relatively anemic on offense, but they did what they had to do. Defensively, they were brilliant. Physically, they were dominant over Alabama, but the referees, the officials allowed them to play that way. And this is this is really the crux of my point today, gentlemen. I, I think sometimes this team suffers uh, with a problem of situational awareness. This was not going to be refereed today the way the game in Thompson Bowling Arena was. It, it just wasn't. So the Vols needed to recognize that right off the bat. They didn't. Number two, defensively, this was not the same defensive effort that we saw against Alabama. Kentucky, we turned Kentucky into a Final Four team today. And listen, they've got talent. I mean, Sheboy and some others, they've got talent, no doubt about it. But we consistently got beaten to the spots. They were getting low block position constantly, and it just it shouldn't have happened, but it did. And then at the offensive end, you know, Meshack, you know, he is such, he's a great slasher and he is strong at the hoop. And this is where I get frustrated with Rick Barnes. And you guys, listen, you know, I've been a guest on your show so many times. You know, I'm not a Barnes basher, but I will be critical. And there seems to be this notion among some in Val Nation that don't dare be critical of Rick Barnes because who are you going to get? Well, that, that's not what this is about. I don't care how great of a coach you are, you have the opportunity at times to coach yourself, your team, out of a bad situation. And I don't think Rick did that today. What we needed to do in the second half, yeah, we started well, much better than that abysmal first half. But, man, we – and Davey said this earlier. He needed to take the reins off these guys and let them go. How many times did we clear a board – well, when there wasn't a foul called on the Vols, it seemed like if it wasn't a Kentucky basket, it was a foul on the Vols. But when we did clear the boards, I kept waiting for the pass to the wing and then fill the lanes and move it up court. That's how you get back into a basketball game. 
but we didn't see that. And so then we get we get close, we get to within eight, and there's six minutes to go, five minutes to go, four minutes to go, and we are working the half-court offense like it's a two-point game with 12 minutes to go. It's situational awareness. And for as great a coach as Rick Barnes has been in his career, and he has been, I, I don't want to hear somebody tell me, well, has he been to the Final Four? There's 350-plus teams playing Division I college basketball. Tell me how many of those coaches have made it to the Final Four. I'll wait. That, that number is minimal. So if that is the bar that people want to use to complain about Rick Barnes, knock yourselves out. I'm not going to get them on that. But I will get them on situational awareness. And this team was four, five, four passes, five passes, six passes, too much dribbling. It, it was too much. There was no crispness in the offense. And so that, to me, is what concerns me most, fellas. And I'm really interested to hear what you have to say. We are either going to, in March, we are either going to see the team that we saw against Alabama, which was suffocating on defense, uh, and doing enough offense to basically be able to beat anybody in the 68 or 64 team field, or we are going to see a team like we saw today, and they're going to be out Thursday or Friday night, or they're going to be out Saturday or Sunday afternoon. I just can't. I, I just think it kind of is what it is at this point, CG. I mean, I, I suppose, you know, there's five games left, SEC tournament. Maybe the switch flips, you know, here late. Maybe they get on a run. Uh, they kind of got on a run late last year, but I feel like it had already started to to happen by this point. I just – I think this team has been who they are all year long. Mm-hmm. They are consistently inconsistent. Yeah. I think that we'll probably see another good effort or two out of these guys, and I think we'll see a couple of stinkers, and I think they'll run into a decent team probably that second weekend – uh, or I'm sorry, second round of the tournament, maybe maybe the Sweet 16, but when that happens, they're going home. And I, it's it's sad, man, because I think this team has the talent to do something special, but I don't think they have the consistent approach and will to get it done. So it's just, I, 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 I hate to be that way. I know it sounds kind of defeatist or something, but I, I feel like the die is just cast with this team at this point. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I mean, they are, somebody tweeted it. Maybe it was you, or maybe you text me this Russ um, at some point, one of the games this year that they are consistently inconsistent. And I mean, it's not a, it's not for a lack of open looks. My goodness. In the first half, I mean, they were a brick juggernaut. They, they had one open look after another and they just couldn't knock it down. And, and I, and I think, I mean, I think you, you you hit the nail on the head there that when this team goes cold, it's it's unfathomable to me that it makes no difference which guy is on the court in the five in orange. Nobody can hit. I mean, Vescovy will get hot for a moment. Uh, Ziggler maybe will get hot for a moment. But by and large, nobody's hot. And then some, one of your callers earlier said something, and, and I, I couldn't agree more with that as well. We've got some big dudes. We've got some guys that can elevate. But do we lead the nation in going up soft around the rim? I mean, there's times that we have guys backing in, and they should be slamming it through and taking a guy with them. And instead, they're going up soft. It's like, come on, man. I would I would welcome taking an offensive foul and putting a hurt on somebody as a message 
to remind to make that person think the next time he's getting backed into the lane. I, I just I, we don't go we don't go up strong nearly enough down low. And I, I don't I mean, I, I'm not sure why, but it's been a consistent theme all year, fellas. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I, I I think this team is kind of soft, like mentally, which is, it's it's weird to, to say that because um, ha- how can you achieve that kind of defensive ranking in in the analytics world and be soft like it, it doesn't make any sense the defense is all about toughness or, or so we've been told so I, I i don't get it but uh again this is <laughs> we got five games left in the season we've been watching them play for over 20 games now and at this point you just learn to kind of expect these top performances well russell davy bear you guys are always a great job and uh you know i got nothing else uh, enjoy the rest of your day i'll be listening thanks fellas Appreciate it, CG. Thanks, man. Gabriel checking in from out on the West Coast. Let's get Spotlight Eddie in here next. Good afternoon, Eddie. Eddie, unmute your mic, man. Yeah, what's up, guys? Hey, Eddie, what's going on, man? I'm making a uh, smoked meatloaf and some uh, roasted uh, yellow potatoes and some uh, bacon-braised Brussels sprouts. My, the meatloaf. That sounds pretty good. I got a little uh, brush fire going on, burning off some brush in the backyard yeah, right now. Throw meatloaf in there. Yeah, I mean, I might have to put a grill on there and have the ritual searing of animal flesh. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, I kind of disagree with just about everybody who's been on the uh, the show so far. I mean, whoever the first red was, it was blah, 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 fire barns, nobody's doing shit, blah, 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 fire barns, nobody's doing shit. I mean, these are the same, same guys that were hitting shots last year. These are the same guys that were hitting shots against Texas, same guys that were hitting shots against Alabama. Yeah, goddamn break, man. The system is the system. It may or may not work against different opponents. And I think Barnes made a couple of adjustments mid-game. But regardless, how many shots did Key take in this ball game? Less than five. I think, five. I think it was right at five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the guy that hit what twenty-one against Missouri. Something around there. Yeah. Yeah. What did he shoot against Vanderbilt? Can't even remember. He put up some points though, didn't he? Against Vandy. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe? Pull it up. That's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. You you got to have guys ready to pull the trigger. We didn't have guys willing to pull the trigger. I, I know Key didn't get a lot of run in that first half. That was unfortunate. He had eight points against Fandy. Really? Yep. Was it, was it Texas that he uh, – or no, 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 no. He had two games in the last four or five where he hadn't – had some nice scoring. I'm just not 
And it may be Barnes saying, don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. But why don't guys pull the damn trigger? I don't get it. I don't get it. We have guys that can shoot the basketball, yet they're not shooting. He's hit or miss. I mean, he took five shots, and uh, I mean, he wasn't even close to hitting most of them. Yeah. Out, outside of him. I'm, I'm sorry. Say that again. Spotlight, Betty. I don't know. What the hell did I say? Yeah, I've been drinking since like 10, so you'll have to excuse me. Well, it is a day that ends in Y. Um, yeah, man, it's it's a frustrating deal, but uh, <coughs> we'll see. Uh, you got Texas A&M. In College Station this week, you got South Carolina coming to the arena a week from today. Hell, that should be a win. If you can't beat the Lamecocks at home a week from today, you might as well just go ahead and pack it up. You might as well just go ahead and decline your invitation to the SEC tournament. Decline. <coughs> Excuse me. Your invitation to the NCAA tournament. It's OPA. Jesus Christ, Russ. Grab a fucking lozenge. Grab a second lozenge and stick it in your vagina if that's what you think. We're gonna beat A and M. We're gonna we're gonna beat South Carolina. This is an anomaly. This is a they've got twenty five star athletes on the floor. They're playing their best basketball against us, just like they did in Knoxville. And we're coming off we're coming off a bit of a high. Bit of a high. Bit of a high. Speaking of high, <laughs> yeah, he's higher than boat dock gas right now. But that's irrelevant. And this this call may not make sense. Chances are it won't, but don't forget the lozenges, Russ. Uh thank you, Eddie. Appreciate you jumping in here. Uh Bear Davy, are you guys alive right now? Uh you know, Am I uh, just listening to the inane ramblings of Spotlight Eddie by myself? No, I, I heard it. It's, we're at that point where it's like, I'm just going to let them, I'm, I'm going to let the people Excellent. speak their mind, okay, man. It's, it is get, the um, Can you guys hear me at all now? Yes, okay. I can hear you all fine. Right. You couldn't before. Okay. So that's why I just, uh, I guess we can't hear Davey. Can you not hear me? I got a new phone today, so like, that's pretty cool, but it could <laughs> be, um, you. Ah. Could be having issues. Am I not coming through? You're coming through this is a giant shit show. Let's get Christopher in here next. What's up, Christopher? Hey, what's up, guys? So, yeah, I completely disagree with Eddie <laughs> on that one. Uh, this is not an this is not an anomaly. This is kind of how it's been all season. I mean, you have uh, you know, for the record. Uh, Tyreek Key had 12 points against Vanderbilt, and in the Missouri game, he had 25 points. So, um, so, but he is kind of indicative of what this season is. He is either really hot or really cold, and the same with the balls. We're either really hot or we're really cold. But we're also seeing, you know, this over-reliance on uh, Vescovy and Ziegler, and if those guys aren't performing well, you know, the whole thing kind of falls apart. Now, Vescovy, he did got it. He got us back in the game in the second half. At the same time, it's just like we're making stupid mistakes, stupid turnovers throughout the whole game. I mean, I'm like you guys. It, the first half was just – it was a slog to watch, and I actually turned it off a few times. Like, 
if they're not going to perform, if they're going to keep performing like this, this game's going to be over real quick. Now we fought, like I said, in the second half, but still, you, you can't keep doing this. And yes, I think we can beat South Carolina. We should be better, but you know, A and M is not a given. They're like second or third in the SEC, and we have to go to the Plains to face Auburn. So I'm not really enthused about that game, especially how this past game went against them where we only scored however many points we did. And it was, we're lucky it was only a little like a first half score rather than a, sec, a full game score. But I'm not going to blame Barnes, you know, <laughs> yet. <laughs> um, you know, he needs – he's – this team, you know, player-wise, is just not performing up to its capability. We have uh, um, – Plosich, who, in my opinion, get angry, man. Get angry. Get inside. Hammer it home. You, you know, instead of this whole skyhook business, you're bigger than these guys are. Hammer it. Thunder it down. Same with Meshack. Same with Kamwa. Same with Awaka. Get in there. You drive these guys nuts. And the moment they start falling inside, you dish out to Ziegler. You dish out to Vescovy. You dish out to Key for the three. Knock it off. Whatever you're doing, Barnes, with these players, let it go. If they're inside, let them go inside. Uh, you know, we're. I have a feeling we'll win in the first game of the weekend. I don't see us winning the second game. If the way these guys are going to play is going to be like that, we're not making it past the second round. In, in, either, in either the SEC tournament or the NCAA tournament. It just doesn't matter. Um, because we are that hot and that cold. And, you know, during the game, it got, it got me thinking, what are we going to do when Vescovy leaves? What are we going to do when um, Kamwa leaves and Plosich leaves? Do we have answers? And right now I'm looking at this thing going, we don't have answers. We don't have answers. And he keeps putting out um, B.J. Edwards. I'm like, you've got to increase his minutes or do something. You know, just sticking him out there, just stick him out there is not going to work. You know, yes, I know Josiah Jordan James is hurt. I know Jordan Phillips is hurt. That's one thing. But you got to do something else. I mean, but, yeah, I can't see us. The way this team is built, we are so hot and so cold, we're not going to make it past the second round. I just can't see it. So, thanks, guys. Thank you, Christopher. Appreciate you jumping in here, my man. From one Christopher to another. Lots of Christophers jumping into the voluntary reaction this post-game Saturday afternoon. What's up, Christopher? Go ahead. Or not. It says he's here. Unmute your mic. Christopher, you're on mute. Christopher, you got to turn your mic on, dude. It's on the bottom left of your phone. There's a little microphone icon. It says mic is off. If you touch it, it'll say mic is on. But if you just keep speaking with the mic off, nobody can hear you. And I guess that's what you're going to do. So I'm going to go ahead and remove you. Oh, man, and, I don't, uh, I don't we'll know what's we worse. Find our, somebody else. Our, our show or the Vols first half at this point. We've had a lot of issues. get it rolling here. Oh, man. This was a rough one. 
But we got lots of Chris's. I know that. Let's try another one. Chris, you Yo, what's up? Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, I'm out here dealing uh, drinks of despair out at Wind River on this beautiful day. <coughs> Wheeling and dealing. Wheeling and dealing. Uh, I just wanted to put this out in the stratosphere. Um, so Rick Barnes, another another second round uh, uh, exit this year, probably. And then uh, our next coach should be Chris Beard. And uh, I'll hang up and listen to your reaction and go Vols. Well, you aren't going to get a new coach unless Rick Barnes decides to that it's his time to retire. Um, he's going to be your head coach next year. He's got a $25 million buyout. And even, even if they did want to fire him, um, you, you wouldn't be able to afford to because they're not going to invest that much money in a, in a basketball buyout, particularly when your team has a good record and is going to the tournament. Rick Barnes is universally beloved in the um, facility over there in the athletics department. So like he's he's not going anywhere, man. It's uh it it is what it is. And my guess is he'll probably be back next year and you'll lose a bunch of guys off this year's team. You'll add uh Dillion and maybe you get a grad transfer too to come in here and shake things up. But um you'll have a nice top twenty five team again next year. Um but we we kinda know what his his postseason record is. And I think that's part of the frustration from the fan base today, guys, is when you have a coach who's who doesn't do well in the NCAA tournament like Rick Barnes, you you have to enjoy the regular season. And I mean, you you've had a couple of moments. Obviously, Wednesday night was a, was a good moment, but um, by and large, this has not been a terribly enjoyable regular season because of the fact that you follow performances like we saw Wednesday night with performances like we saw today. And that's just been the story of the season. Yeah. It's just the idea of getting your hopes up and then all of a sudden you're just back down at the bottom. And while okay, I mean, okay, then let's get TJ, the Kentucky fan in here. Nobody else wants to talk. I guess I'll talk to a damn Kentucky fan. You not hear me. Russ. What's up, Dan TJ? Harris, man. Hey, what's up guys. Hey man. You know, I call when we win, I call when we lose. When uh Kentucky football got our butts kicked 44 to 6 by Tennessee football, I called. I took my licks. I, I went back to the coal mine. It was a cold, cold, dreary night when that happened. Um, you know, this game, from my perspective, I just thought Kentucky was more aggressive from the start. And we only took eight three-pointers the entire game. We only made three of them. Um, I, I think we drove the ball. I know in the second half, you guys came out with that dribble and drive with your three guards. And, and when you guys went on a seven-to-nothing run, I was like, oh, God, here we freaking go. And uh, I started getting up pacing around. But I really think that Kentucky took it to Tennessee from the start when I thought Tennessee was going to take it to Kentucky from the start. You know, it's funny. Uh, I saw uh, Matt Jones on Twitter basically say, uh, it feel, uh, it's like a 10-point game with two minutes, maybe five minutes to go or something. And he said something like, it feels like, Kentucky, like we're hanging by uh, a thread or just hanging on for dear life or something. And it's just so funny the way the two fan bases look at it because – 
from my vantage point, is like, no, Kentucky's not hanging by a thread. They're kicking our ass. <laughs> like, there's this is a this game is a foregone conclusion. It's going to take a miracle for Tennessee to win. But I mean, it just speaks to the fact that neither fan base really has much confidence in their team. Yeah, and you know, the first half, I'll say this about the officiating, since I know it's already been brought up with the rubberies. Um, I feel like the first half, they let them play pretty good because at the end of the first half, the uh, the fouls were tied. I think it was nine fouls to nine fouls or ten to nine. Um, but there with about eight minutes to go, I feel like they started just calling everything on everyone on both sides of the ball i mean bj edwards your guy came in i think with 16 or 14 minutes to go in the second half and he immediately picked up a foul within the first 15 seconds he was in on a little i know ticky touch foul but they call those all the time they call two of them on reeves today i just feel like the first half it was wide open the second half was just everyone everybody getting a whistle they really need to cut that out you because if you let them play from the start, they're going to go into that second half thinking, hey, they're going to let us play. We can get a little rough. And then all of a sudden you have to change your entire game plan of, oh, okay, they're going to call every single foul. Yeah, I don't think the officiating had really any impact on the game today. You guys just kicked our ass, Tennessee – for whatever reason, I mean, the, the disappointing thing from a Tennessee fan's perspective is two games against Kentucky, and we didn't, we, Tennessee was not ready to play for either one. And that, like that, that is just mind boggling to me because this is the series that defines our program as, as far as rivalries are, uh, go. Like it's, it's the Kentucky game is the biggest rivalry game on the schedule. And I never thought that, um, I would see a day that Tennessee, you know, once, let uh, you know, let alone twice, comes out not ready to play in that game, and I'm not, I'm not trying to take a shot, TJ. Again, you guys, you guys uh, thumped us twice this year, so uh, congratulations. But it's, it's bizarre, man, that uh, that Tennessee did not give its best effort against its biggest rival twice. You know, it's crazy. Uh, I. I... I respect Tennessee. They, they've come a long way in basketball. Their football is right up there again. But it, it's kind of wild because we haven't swept Tennessee since the 2012 national championship game or national championship team. And once again, Kentucky's doing it to me. I'm high on that hill. And I know next week or the following week, I'm just going to get kicked right back down. Y'all have a good one, man. Thank you, TJ. Appreciate you. Jumping in here. Davey, can you hear me? I've been able to hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine, my friend. Sweet. As they relate to with uh Bear. Hold on, Davey. Let me see if we can get Bear in here. I'd like to blame Elon. We've had some issues today. Yeah, Twitter was was messing up during uh during the game. It was not even working for a minute. Bear, can you hear me? Yeah, I've been able to hear you the whole time, loud and clear. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Davey, can you still hear me? I hear both you and Bear. All right. Well, now that it's just us, I mean, I I, I don't have anything to say, guys. I mean, if, if the team is not going to show up and give effort, why the hell should I show up and give effort to, uh, on uh, on a, such a beautiful day? You know? I have no idea. 
All right, then. Well, uh, we got baseball uh, tonight, gentlemen. Uh, hopefully, Tony Vitello and his boys can get the first big win of the season. Um, hopefully, that shiner, Tony V, is, is, is working on, is, is coming along quite nicely. I guess we get our first look at uh, Chase Burns tonight, his sophomore season, expecting big things from him. Um, the Ahuna thing is troubling. Haven't heard any updates there. Griffin Merritt have to sit out. I'm not terribly worried about uh, the baseball team. I feel like m missing Ahuna and Merritt, I mean, those are two huge bats in the heart of your, your lineup. I feel like that's going to get a lot better when they come back. I'm not worried about the pitching at all. Um, any thoughts on uh, Tennessee baseball as they take on Grand Canyon at 8 p.m.? I have no worries at all about the baseball team. I mean, last night was like Arizona uh, is a really good team. Uh, we're out there missing, you know, like you just got through saying two of our biggest bats. And I mean, it's just, it's the first game. I think Vanderbilt lost their first game. Uh, I'd rather be in the position we're in where we're knowing, we know. They're going to get a Huna eligible. They just got to figure out what it is they did wrong. And Merritt will be back when? Tonight? Tomorrow. So, I mean, we could be Auburn. I don't know. I didn't hear anything else about Tommy Tank. Or not Auburn, LSU. I didn't hear anything else about Tommy Tanks. But, you know, no, I have, I have no worries about the baseball team um, at all. So, Yeah, I don't really have anything to comment on baseball at the moment. So, but yeah, basketball. I mean, it it, it just it, it it is what it is right now with these guys. I, I don't, you know, I guess enjoy the wins and try and not get too down about the losses that we pretty much know we've got several more frustrating losses probably. So, well, we've got to turn around and regroup for. You know, we've been used to these Wednesday night games, and I believe we're playing Tuesday at College Station, correct? That's a great question. I'm fairly certain we are. and they're Yeah, we're playing on the 21st. That's, that's going to be a rough game down there Tuesday night. So I hope that, you know, Tuesday night's one of our nights where we decide to show up. Nationally televised ESPN. It's there. We need it. And, I mean, that's also a game, too. You look at it, losing to Kentucky like we did for seeding in the SEC tournament as far as double bye goes. I mean, you lose that one. If Auburn gets a win, that could push you out. Um, Kentucky's going to lose another game. Curious to see from the injury front. While offensively they haven't been doing a whole lot, if you're able to get Julian uh, – not Julian Edelman, Julian Phillips back and see what the status of Josiah Jordan James is. I do think their length probably would have helped us today. People talking about trying to attack Kentucky. I don't think that's the best course of attack, especially when you can't hit free throws if you were to get to the line. Uh, but their, their length would have would have helped out. I just I have so many questions about this team because, again, it just comes back to inconsistency. Uh, the, the thing I keep coming back to with them, and I, I just I don't I, I don't know if there's even going to be an answer this year, is the complete and total lack of a backup point guard. When Ziegler goes out or Ziegler has a bad day like he did today, I mean, we're pretty much screwed. Yeah. And his fouls, too. I mean, a lot of them are boneheaded decisions, and he has to know he can't put the team in that position because, like you said, we don't have anybody to go to if that's the case. I mean, dude, you're in Rupp Arena. You have to know. You got. You... I, didn't, I didn't think the officiating was bad in the first half. They did completely change how they officiated the game in the second half, but at least early on, that was actually the sense of benefit. They missed, they missed one there. They missed – it was just a – I don't know how they didn't call it a charge. He was outside the 
the circle or whatever the hell they call that thing, the smile, the circle, whatever. His feet were set, and it was right at a crucial time. It was like three or four minutes to go, and it, it kept him up 10 or 12. There's going to be calls that are missed, but this is not one of those where it's like, you know what, I'm going to harp on the officials whenever, especially when Tennessee plays like no. that. No. Yeah, we have nobody to blame but ourselves for today. Kentucky didn't beat us. We just beat ourselves. Cats fans will probably laugh at that, but, I mean, we scored 19 points and let them score 39 because we weren't playing our, playing within ourselves. And you saw in the second half, you do that, you're – in the first half, you're going to be fine. But do we have do either either one of you all have any hope that we get the one bright spot today was uh, Mayshack erupting offensively for a change. I mean, he's a he's a strange player, man. Like he's obviously a nice athlete and a really you know he's lockdown defender. Um, but even a lot of those points he had is just awkward looking. It doesn't look fluid or or natural. Sure, I've got hope that that what we saw today becomes a little bit more more normal. We talked about it the past couple of days. You know, if if he can develop any semblance of an offensive game, he could be a really nice player. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was inc- he was all we had in the the first ten minutes, and they were getting blowed yeah, out. Yeah, he was our leading scorer at one point. I think he had like seven of our nine to start, so or five of our seven. Um, I mean, he's the closest thing we have to somebody that can, you know, have any kind of explosive move into the paint. I mean, I feel like Zakai and Santi, they, you know, they just do the deal where they, they dribble all the way through and around, and it just doesn't seem very fluid. Curry. I honestly wouldn't mind playing Kentucky again in the SEC tournament. I mean, you look at it. I I don't see them being able to beat us three times in a row, especially us having three bad games in a row. This is a team that lost to South Carolina and lost to Georgia. And those weren't particularly close games. South Carolina, they were up. South Carolina was up on them a good bit, and they made a, a run there late. But this isn't a team that should beat this Tennessee team three times in a row. You know, you say that, Davey, but from my vantage point, um, Wallace and Shibway are better players than anybody we have on our roster. And they, they might have a, they, you know, the rest of their roster might not be much, but there's no way a team with the, with a lottery pick and the returning Naismith player of the year should be as bad as they are. And I, you know, I think for some reason they've played their best, their two best games against Tennessee this year. And like, I, you know, they, they shouldn't have lost to South Carolina. They shouldn't have lost to that Arkansas team. They shouldn't have lost to some of the teams that they've they've let beat them. So, I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure their fans are, are psyched to beat the Vols today, but like, they're also probably spent most of the season just as frustrated as we are today. Well, I mean, they still might not even make the tournament. So their fans are just worried about trying to get in. And we've done a good job of helping them at least make a case in the two yeah, opportunities we've played. We've got to be at the top of the resume, aren't we? Yeah, we're definitely their best win. I think we might be their only win against a ranked team this year. Golly. Yeah, they the only ranked team they have beat this year is us. Let's get Connor in here next. What's up, Connor? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, what's hey, up, dude? I, uh, I hadn't got to listen to much of the space, but uh, – I mean, 
the way this team is, I guess there's only so much that can be said about them anyway. So, but one thing that hit me today watching the ball game, do you remember those first couple teams that uh that that we had under Barnes with like Punter and Armani Moore, um, those guys? Yeah. I like whenever you obviously a portion of of this was probably due to the fact that we were so bad prior to them, but like you could watch those teams and it was it was good basketball. Like they didn't necessarily win, but you watched and you could tell like they played good ball. And for four years now, since Grant and Admiral left, outside of a two-month stretch where the light bulb came on for Kennedy Chandler and he kind of was the missing piece for, you know, this roster skill set, it has, it has just been bad basketball. I mean, it's just it's, – it's just beyond me how – and I'll give Barnes credit because I believe that this, this roster is so – challenged primarily offensively but they've got a lot of physical limitations as well I, I, I believe it's it, it's crazy that they've accomplished what they have with all the weaknesses they have but on on the on the same hand I can't believe that Barnes has allowed or, or not done anything to try to change the makeup of this roster over the past four years it just it's it's just crazy to me Well, I mean, for, over the past four years, he's brought in five-star players every season. And we've you know? went so, from I mean, up. And you've, you've flipped the roster pretty much every season. You know, you had, what, four or five new guys this year, four or five new guys last year. Um, I mean, it's is, is it, a, is it a, the best roster in the country? No, it's probably not even the best roster in the conference, but it's, it's good enough, man. It's, it's plenty good. And you saw that Wednesday night, they've got the pieces to win. It's just about developing some form of consistency. And, um, for whatever reason, they've not been able to do that. Well, I I believe, and I agree with you, man, he has, you know, we've, I mean, we've recruited better, you know, at any point in our program's history, you know, over this same stretch. So I'm not trying to act like we're devoid of talent, but we've just kept adding the same pieces who either, have the same offensive inabilities or they're just not being allowed to, you know, show what ability they, they, they have. And I just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, whenever you go this, this same core group of guys that have been on the roster for that stretch of time, they just have, they just lack way too much in offensive skill. And it just, I I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm just, we own those on the five-star subject. I mean, we've basically batted about 200, if I'm if I'm thinking correctly. I mean, you got Kennedy Chandler, you got Keon, you got Jaden, you got Josiah James, and then uh, I guess Phillips is on this roster too. And I mean, Josiah James has been a great piece, but as far as what we're talking about, you know, being offensively limited, Kennedy Chandler's the only one that did not, you know, meet that criteria. Yeah, well, um, it's it, it's frustrating because it it feels like this season is is uh, not headed towards a very satisfactory conclusion. But um, we'll see, Connor. There's still a couple couple games left to be played here. We'll see what happens. Thank you for jumping in here. Um, get one or two more in here. 
Is anybody watching Kansas Baylor right now? No, I was watching golf. Was- Kansas oh, that- might win the ugliest uniforms of all time. I mean, these are okay. Atrocious. You have my attention now. What channel is this on, Davey? Uh, it should just be ESPN. Baylor, Kansas. It's a close game, but I mean, Baylor usually. I mean, they have those highlighter uniforms, right? They- yeah. Ba- Baylor usually got a pretty good look. Kansas, that's yeah, kind of an ABA rough. look, isn't it, Russ? I don't know. No, those are weird. Ooh, that's pretty rough. What is going on there? They got like sunflowers on their chest? It makes no sense. Is it the sunflower state? This is pretty rough looking. Let's get Michael in here. Michael, you there? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up? So, watching the game, I was at the Bama game earlier this week, man. It was phenomenal. The whole arena was just rocking. Um, I had a feeling we were going to lay an egg today, but, you know, two, two things I was thinking about as soon as the game started um, and then as the game played out, I, did, I don't know if anyone's brought this up. I was in and out earlier. So I don't, I don't know if this was uh, already said, but the two points, if you notice, whenever our guards drive to the lane, you know, Kentucky's notorious for having just massive guards. When our guards drive to the lane, they bail out. Um, even our, some of our forwards uh, will do the same. So they'll come in, they'll drive, and they'll dish. And it'll turn over, or no one's going in for the contact. But Scobie's done it the last few weeks consistently, um, and everyone knows he's not going to take it up. And in second half, desperation mode sets in, and he starts doing it, and he's hitting some layups. Um, <clears throat> they all kind of got a little bit more aggressive. Um, I think at that point they were like, well, hell with it. Somebody's got to score. Um, so, you know, if we would if we would have continued that, if we would have pushed that, it's hard to complain too much about the refs. I mean, one, you're at Rupp, and two, it's, I mean, it's, you're going to – we get calls. I mean, I'm not saying we just got the best damn calls against Bama, but we got some decent calls. Um, I don't put this on the ref. I put it on the players. And, um, you know, one thing we're not talking about as well, we're talking about all these five stars. Hell, the two highest-rated players we've got on the whole team are on the bench. So I don't know if we're holding them out until tournament starts or what, but, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. If we're able to beat number one Bama – Without our two highest-rated players, you know, I think we got a shot to do something here in March. Everyone who's played already, you're not going to see anybody who hasn't played come in. And, and I think get, he's talking about Phillips match. and Triple J. That's right. Yeah. So you have Phillips. Oh, and you're talking J. Phillips is the kind of guy that you know can get a spark going. And Triple J, whenever the team has been down for the past two years, will either get his shot rolling or will take it in and draw some fouls. You know, Sheboy should have fouled out with 10 minutes left in the game, but there was no one to take it to him. You know, and I'm not a huge Euros guy. I mean, he's got the dexterity and physicality um, of just it, – it's pathetic. I mean, it's like a middle schooler. Um, but he, he's got the aggression. So, you know, if we I, I don't know. I think when Triple J gets in, 
I'd like to see this team full full strength here in about two or three weeks. So I don't know. What do you just want to see what you guys think on that? Uh, I I like that the hope endures with you, Michael. You got to drink the Kool Aid at some point and get devastated again, man. It's been two weeks since we've been just looking <laughs> down, so you got to be ready for it. <laughs> Michael's heart is ready. His crotch is ready to be kicked. Tennessee basketball. Will you oblige and kick him swiftly between the legs one more time? <laughs> you know you will. Some men just want to watch the world burn, Russ. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. All right, boys. Uh, we, we could stay here and do this all night, but it's a beautiful day outside. The XFL is on, and uh, I got better things to do. Any uh, parting thoughts, parting words before we shut this thing down? Well, I don't know if you could have a worse first half moving forward this year. I know I've said that uh, after Missouri and saying it again today. So we'll see what happens in a week or two. Jesus. Well done. Follow that up. Uh, Hopefully, maybe, uh, I keep holding out hope for us that we'll see some consistency. Maybe Jemai. He's had two really solid games in a row. Maybe we can continue to see him develop. Uh, hope to, you know, hopefully see Edwards more. But I'm not going to hold my breath on that. But I'm just going to, I'm still going to enjoy every game, I guess. Maybe Michael's right. Maybe Triple J and Julian Phillips will jump in that phone booth like Clark Kent and come out like Superman and save this season. Take us to the promised land. I would trade the first sweep against Kentucky of the Rick Barnes era for a run that actually matters. Yes. Yeah. In the postseason, I I would make that trade as, as much as it sucks to let the, the yokels, get over on us twice. I, I I'd allow that to happen to have a little postseason fun. Would you guys? Oh, absolutely. And I will tell you this about Phillips, about your phone boost statement. I'm, I'm ri- risking it here. Cause you may go off on me, but um, according to the analytics, like the question, are we better off without Phillips and triple J it? You can take Phillips off that list because he's number five in the nation. As far as, that stat I was telling you about the studio the other day, when he's in the game, our offense is a lot more efficient. We score more points. I'll choose to believe because that's all I've got right now. Evan Mayakawa. That's where, that's where you can find it. A hell of a golfer. When he won that U S open a couple of years ago, well, he did. Or was it the PGA? I got a hell of a birthday present today, boys. It's your birthday? Today's your birthday? Uh, it's a week early, next Saturday. Yeah. Oh. Hell of a present. What's the gift? I got to get a passport to use it. I'm going across the pond this summer. Really? Yeah. Let me tell you something. My kid brother may, may just quite possibly be the best kid brother in the history of kid brothers. 
And it's surprising me because half the time he acts like a complete fucking lunatic. But yeah. Runs in the family. Yeah, a little bit. So, but yeah, we're going to England this summer. Nice. All I can say is you better get on the passport thing quick because that is not a process that uh, is expedient. It, it starts Monday morning, first thing. Where are you going to a concert? Yeah, we're gonna. Um, we're we haven't settled on a date yet, but yeah, um, we're gonna. Spice Girls getting back together. Well, number one, they were a fantastic act. Number two, GFY Dave. Um, the the issue is, you know who I'm wanting to see, but uh, Liam's taking the rest of the year off, and Noel's going to be in the states. He's actually playing in Franklin on June the 25th, so I'm definitely going to Nashville for that. But but yeah, there's some there's a ton of other bands that I want to see over there that'll be that they play all the time. Teenage fan club, Stereophonics. There's a ton of them. Wow. Bear's Big Adventure. Bear goes to England. This has international incident written all over it. I will be on the drive from England at least one day. Okay. We're going to do the drive live from England. Why don't you grow us that, Russ, and get your permission slip signed and go with. I mean, going to England is definitely on the bucket list and it's something that's going to be done at some point, but I'm not like, I mean, uh, and, and I probably would go with you, but I'm not going to see a bunch of indie bands in smoke filled pool halls or whatever. You, I mean, I'm, I'm a man of culture bear. The bands I got to see are going to be playing like they play like Wembley. Anyhow, but yeah. So I've actually had a really good day. Well, good. Glad someone has. Yeah. Gentlemen, uh, I hope you have a good evening. I will talk with you guys soon. I bid you all adieu. All right. Talk to you all later. Uh, Should be an interesting Tuesday night in College Station. We'll be here.